Deacon Bill Kane was the very first permanent deacon that I ever met. I met him in the year 1996 when I started going back to church and he would come to the church and at Sunday Mass he would often preach and whenever he preached uh, he captured my attention. When Deacon Kane was preaching I had this sense that this deacon is real. He believes everything he's saying. His preaching is something that he took very seriously. His preaching was not empty talk. It was not uh, something that you could not understand. It was as if his preaching was a mission of his. He was on a mission to, to give us something that we could feed on, something that we could think about, something that could inspire us in our own faith in the Lord Jesus. Deacon Cain's preaching was relatable, understandable. It was deeply meaningful. And I remember always looking forward to hearing him preach. Deacon Cain took his preaching very, very seriously. And I really was thankful for his example in my own life. Deacon Cain's life story is one that was marked by so many good things, so many sorrowful things, so many uh, things of God's light and presence, and so many things of God's victory. I think of the mysteries of the rosary are things that we kind of live in our life's journey. Deacon Cain, in a way, lived these mysteries in his own life. He seemed to be a kind of man who always wanted to better himself, to, to find a way to, to make a more strong impact on others around him and leading them to experience the love of God in their own life's journey, to, to experience God's goodness and their own goodness in this world. It seemed like he always wanted to do things to try to make this world better, to make it more human. Deacon Cain, when he was a young man, was in the Vietnam War, and, and during this war period, uh, the story is that he did a lot of good things uh, to help people in that very difficult situation. In the course of this war, he was badly injured, and he spent, I think, about a year in the hospital recovering from his injuries. And when he recovered, he later began a, a career as an FBI agent, and then he became a deacon for the Archdiocese of Boston, I think in the year 1990. And it was uh, several years after this, in 1996, that I met him. And probably one of the, the biggest things that came to me from his preaching was this, this belief, this conviction, this passionate conviction that the teaching of Jesus Christ in the Gospel can apply to our lives in whatever situation we presently find ourselves. That the Gospel was not something that was this theological idea up in the sky that is not relatable to our life's journey. That the Gospel is not something that we're not allowed to follow because of who we are, what we've done in the past, but that the Gospel was something that was for us, that it was a, a compass given to us by the eternal wisdom of Jesus. Deacon Cain impressed upon me this belief that the Gospel was something that we need to understand and we need to live and can live no matter what has gone on in our life circumstances. In Deacon Cain's life, he went into a realm of tremendous sorrow when in 1998 tragedy struck his family. His son Matthew, one of his sons, uh, died tragically in a car accident. And I remember when this happened, I remember like it was yesterday getting the news about it and, and when the funeral happened, I said, I got to go to the funeral. I, I have to go. I have to go. And at this time, I really didn't know Deacon Cain personally. I just knew of him being in the church preaching. But I said, I have to go to this funeral.
And I went to it and I sat in the back of the church off to the right side and I was near the middle aisle but I was on the right side of, of the benches and the church was packed. There were so many people in the church that you were literally, um, you, could, you could barely find a seat and there was a lot of people standing up and there were so many people that they needed to have someone to direct the flow of communion. When people came up to communion, there were so many people that it became difficult to get communion. I remember this funeral like it was yesterday. In my mind as I talk about this, I can picture it. I can picture, I remember the gray suit coat I was wearing at the funeral. I remember um, different people I was sitting there and it was surreal. And I remember Deacon Cain at the end of this funeral, he gave the eulogy and he went up there and it was a very emotionally charged uh, situation in the church for everybody. And I recall Deacon Cain saying that he was not afraid to die. He was not afraid to die because he said, when I die, I will see my son Matthew again. And I remember him saying that, and at least that's how I remembered his words coming, coming out at the time. And I said, this man in the midst of his sorrow is trying to help us. He's trying to help all of us. And I'll never forget that. It was at this time period that I entered the seminary to begin training for the priesthood. And, and um, I didn't see Deacon Cain as much as I used to because I wasn't going to that church as much anymore. But I would go every now and then when I could. And uh, I would still go there and love to hear him preach and to see him. And, and um, in the course of my seminary years, must have been toward the end of my seminary formation, he it was one day, uh, I think it was in the sacristy of this church, and, and it was like he went into this, I got to give Jason a lesson mode. I got to give him a lesson. And um, he said to me, uh, and I wasn't looking for a lesson. I, didn't, I wasn't like saying, hey, can we talk? It was like one of these in passing things after Mass. And, and he said to me, Jason, um, remember when you stopped preaching. Remember this. In every place you preach, whatever it is, a church, a um, a nursing home, a hospital, a school, whatever, wherever you're going to preach, you have to remember that there's someone in front of you there listening to your preaching who is brokenhearted. You have someone in your congregation, could be one person, could be someone who's just come back to church for the first time in many years, or someone who's gone to church every day. You have someone listening to you preach who's been crushed by life who has a broken heart. He said, Jason, when you preach, you have to speak to them. You have to say something that can heal their broken heart. This was actually a lesson that Deacon Cain told me that one of the priests who was helping him on his diaconate formation taught him. And uh, I don't know who was uh, involved in the formation of Deacon Cain as a deacon, but whoever they were, they did a good job. And he told me, Jason, you got to remember this. There's someone there who's got a broken heart, and you've got to preach to them in a way that's going to lift them up and inspire them. And for Deacon Cain, I remember um, that's what he did at the funeral of his son Matthew. He had his own broken heart that was just torn open, crushed, and he had hundreds of broken hearts in front of him. And he said something that could heal all of us. This is a lesson 
that I'll never forget. It was as if he had to give me this lesson. It was like he, he wasn't going to let me go without giving me this lesson. I'm going to tell you, it's been probably the biggest lesson I ever got in my formation as a priest. And this mission of healing the brokenhearted ultimately comes from Jesus. That's what he came to do. Uh, if you look at his holy life, his example, his teaching, that's what he came to do. And if you look at how Jesus came to us when he was born at Christmas in Bethlehem, he's healing the brokenhearted. What does he do? All these people come to him. We don't know how many people went to him in the nativity. Could have been hundreds, could have been thousands. You have people from different walks of life. You get the poor shepherds, you get the wealthy magi. You don't know how many of those people had a broken heart, had been crushed by their own personal circumstances of life. And what does Jesus do there? He gives them God. He says, you come to Bethlehem and I don't care what your situation is, I'm giving you God. I mean, those weren't his exact words, but that's what he did. He gives them God, and in giving them God, he gave them a better understanding of their own value and their own purpose in life. So, for Deacon Cain, we had to do the same in our preaching. He said, when you preach, you've got to heal the brokenhearted. I've thought about this, and I've, I've tried to do this often in my preaching. I've tried to keep this idea in my mind every time I have to preach somewhere, whether it's from the pulpit, whether it's in marriage preparation or at a funeral or at, in the hospital at someone's bedside who's dying or with the bereaved and their families. Broken hearts could be right in front of you. You don't know that if they're broken, but they're pretty much, it's very possible that they are. And Deacon Cain said, you've got to heal them. You've got to say something that's going to heal them. This is a mission of Jesus, and it's a mission that all the preachers of the church have to take very seriously. It's a mission that we cannot fail at because, you know, we only really have one chance at it. You could be preaching something and there's someone in front of you who has a broken heart and what are you going to do? Well, I think there's three things you could do. One of them is you could do nothing. You could preach in a way that's empty, that doesn't inspire them or feed them whatsoever. And what happens to them? They have their broken heart, they come to listen to God's Word, and then they leave in the same situation. You could make the situation worse. You could break their hearts more by preaching in a way that's condescending, by talking down to them and belittling them. That's happened. I've heard horror stories about that in different churches. What happens there? They go to church, they got a broken heart, they come out feeling worse. Mission failure. You fail to heal the brokenhearted. Or you can do what you have to do. What you're required to do, what God is calling you to do. You can help them. You can help to heal the brokenhearted. And you know, it might be something you say that you don't intend to heal the brokenhearted, but it does. Because you overall have that mission to heal the brokenhearted. You have to do this. Deacon Cain was, was very clear to me that this is the mission of all preachers. Do you know that preachers in their official capacity are ordained? You have deacons and priests who preach at Mass. But everyone is called to be a preacher because of our baptism and our confirmation. And so many people working in different ministries in the Church are called to be some witness of the Gospel of Jesus whether they are 
a staff member of a parish, whether they're music, musicians doing their music ministry, whether they're on a parish council, whether they're organizing things in the parish, they're in a position to witness to the gospel of Jesus. Think about this. There could be broken hearts in your presence, in your ministry, in your job in the church, and you have to find some way to say a word that will heal them. I have received so many testimonies in my own ministry as a priest that confirm this mission. I've had people tell me throughout the years that, that I've saved them from despair. I had a number of people tell me that they were at the point of despair and they heard me speak to them and it, it changed their mind about their own value and their own worth and dignity. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. I've had people tell me that my words to them have healed their marriages and saved their marriages and, and um, I had one guy who was, was dying and uh, after I spoke with him his, um, one of his relatives told me that whatever I said to them somehow healed them. He said for the first time in their life they felt peace and happiness and they said whatever you said to my relative who's dying, thank you so much. And A lot of priests get these testimonies and um, of course it, it goes to my head a little bit and I'm like, yeah, see, cool, look, I know what I'm doing. But um, I think back to Deacon Cain and that lesson he gave to me. He said, you're going to have someone with a broken heart, you've got to speak in a way, you've got to preach to them in a way that will heal them. Anyway, um, I felt really inspired to share this talk about Deacon Cain for two reasons. The first is to tell you who are listening to this talk who might right now have a broken heart that the gospel of Jesus Christ is for you. His eternal wisdom, which you can read clearly on the pages of the New Testament in the Bible can heal you. His light can shine in the darkness that has broken your heart. And you've got to allow Him to speak to you. You've got to listen to His voice. The second reason I wanted to share this testimony about Deacon Cain is to try to hand on this lesson that Deacon Cain gave to me. Preachers of God's Word out there who are listening to this talk, your mission is to heal the brokenhearted. It's a mission you must not fail in. You've got to take seriously all the time when you preach. Do you know right now, during this pandemic time, most preachers of God's Word, priests and deacons in the church in their official capacity, are preaching on the internet to hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of more people than you would have preached if you weren't on the internet. Someone is going to hear you preach in your congregation or on the internet who's brokenhearted You've got to heal them. You have to. You have to work at this. You might be the only person who could heal them of their brokenness. You can do it with the power of God's Spirit and your devotion to the Lord Jesus. Deacon Cain passed away in May of 2020. I remember the last time I saw him. It was in a church uh, probably about a year before he died and, and um, we hadn't seen each other in a number of years and we started talking a little bit about some of our battles that we face because when you're faithful to Jesus you end up facing battles just like he did and uh, Deacon Cain said to me these were his last words to me we we gave each other a hug and he said to me um, he said well Father Jason we at the end of the day we we just have to turn to God we just have to turn to God with everything I'll never forget that 
So everyone, if you could uh, keep Deacon Kane in your prayers. He, he's gone home to God and his reward, and we always, it's always good for us to pray for those who have died. Deacon Bill Kane, he was a good deacon, a good preacher, and he's a good man. God bless you.